Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. Aristotle not only discusses the nature and the types and the origins of friendships in Nicomachean Ethics, Book 8, he also describes how they break down, how friendships fall apart, and what the causes of that are. And this is quite important for understanding friendship. Before we go into all the stuff on the board, I would like to say not only is this a perennial issue that's faced by everybody at one time or another through their life, but I think one of the most important lessons involved in all of this is that when we have a breakdown of a friendship and we are upset by it and make all sorts of accusations and recriminations or get depressed or anything like that, a lot of the times what's actually happening is the revelation that the friendship was never really on the basis that we took it to be in the first place. Many of our friendships aren't quite what we think they are. When they get put to the test, they may in fact break down. So let's talk about each of the types of friendship and why breakdowns happen or don't happen within the scope of those friendships. Aristotle says that with people who are friends in terms of virtue, it's not really an issue. You know, there could be tragic circumstances. That's not really all that common. Moral dilemmas typically stem from things having gone wrong before. So virtuous people typically wind up in less moral dilemmas than non-virtuous people. And he talks about if we want to consolidate in one sentence why the virtuous are not going to be breaking up with each other. The friends rival each other in doing good. That is, if there is any contention between them, it's about which one of them not can claim the most good or say that they did the most good. It's about which one can actually do the most good, which is something quite different. There's lots of people who are prone to call attention to how much good they've done when they really haven't done that much. The virtuous people are the ones who are more interested in doing good than in getting credit for doing good. And so there's sort of a glue that holds their relationship together in that respect. Pleasure, Aristotle says, this is an issue. Friendships of pleasure are less durable. They change when a person no longer gets the pleasure out of the relationship that they want. Now, it could be that one person is still getting pleasure out of the relationship, so they don't want it to end, and the other person does want it to end because they're no longer finding it pleasant. Lots of friendships of young people are like this. Aristotle says young people are particularly prone to making friends and then breaking them rather quickly. This is something that happens quite a bit in adolescence, why don't we hang out anymore? Because I don't enjoy spending time with you. And sometimes it may drag on for a while before people become aware of it. But Aristotle says, look, it doesn't make any sense to complain about a friendship that is a friendship of pleasure if you're not getting pleasure out of it. Just end it, right? That makes sense. Where he says that a lot of the disputes and arguments actually arise are in terms of friendships of utility. 
And he says, why? Well, because people who are in friendships of utility are in it, not just to use the other person, but to get something out of it, right? They're not friends with the other person because they love them in themselves for who they are. They're not friends with them because that other person is just, you know, fun to have around or pleasant to have around or they enjoy doing activities together. They're in it because they're ultimately going to get something out of it from the other person. So the friends associate for the purpose of deriving benefits. And each person wants more from the relationship than they're actually getting, and they think that they're getting less than they in fact deserve. So if both partners are doing this, that's going to lead to some problems. He says that a friendship whose, whose motive is utility is liable to give rise to complaints. Why? They don't get what they fully want out of the relationship. It's always possible to desire more, to want things better, faster, higher quality than you're actually getting from the person and to feel a sense of disappointment in the process. And the other person is doing the exact same thing. So friendships of, of utility, people will still associate with each other because they are getting some benefits, but then they will bitch and moan about how they're not getting exactly what they wanted. So Aristotle goes into a very interesting analysis here, distinguishing between legal and moral, that is nomike and ethike, friendships of utility. And he says, it appears that as justice is of two kinds, one unwritten, the other defined by law, so friendship based on utility may be either moral or legal. So occasions for complaint chiefly occur when the type of friendship in view of the conclusion of the transaction is not the same as when the relationship was formed. It's a question about whether things are explicit and drawn out and there's some ground rules at the start, which then, you know, presumably we follow. But, you know, a lot of times people will say, hey, you know, those ground rules are not applicable in this case, or you need to be a little bit more lenient with what you're expecting from me, or you're not living up to the letter of our agreement or the spirit of our agreement. And then we have implicit things where people are assuming things of the other person. And you know, if it is a friendship of virtue, those assumptions would probably be well-founded. Or a friendship of pleasure, they would know whether they're getting the pleasure out of it or not, right? But with utility, exchanging benefits with each other, when we put things out there and we just sort of assume that things are gonna go a certain way, oftentimes that's not the case and we get disappointed. So Aristotle will go on, he'll say the moral type, for example, is not based on stated terms, but the gift or other service is given as to a friend. You do something for somebody else, although the giver expects to receive an equivalent or greater return as though it had not been a free gift, but rather a loan. And he ends the relationship in a different spirit from that in which he began it. So he will complain. So people do things for each other. Hey, uh, I've got some free tickets here. You wanna go to the game? You wanna go to the concert? You wanna go to the movie? And then you know, you're waiting for them, hey, uh, when are you gonna reciprocate? Or you buy the first round of drinks and then everybody orders cocktails. And you're like, why am I the only one holding the bag here as, as we say? And then you get upset. These are important spoken or explicit norms and then implicit norms. And when people stray outside of those, then people get upset and, and friendships break down. Aristotle says this can also happen even with the legal ones. He says there could be a business matter of exchange on the spot or a more liberal accommodation for future payment, right? When you start getting into, well, when is the future payment going to take place? People start to get a little fast and loose, don't they?
He also says that we ought to try to render services to other people who have given it to us and do so willingly. And he says, you ought not to make a man one's friend if one is unwilling to return his favors. So if you make a mistake at the beginning and accept a service from the wrong person, that is a person who is not a friend and was not acting disinterestedly, you should accordingly end the transaction as if you'd accepted the service on the stated terms. So that's, you know, sort of a rule for, for thumb there. Another thing that he says that's quite interesting has to do with unequal friendships. Aristotle says that in an unequal friendship, in different ways, each person in the friendship claims to deserve more. So the person who is bringing more to the table thinks, hey, I'm doing more. Why shouldn't I be receiving more? What's wrong with this picture? Why am I being taken advantage of? Why am I engaging in sort of a charity case? Where's, as we say, where's the love, right? Now, he's got a very interesting thing that he notes for people who are on the other side. He says, on the other hand, the needy or inferior person takes the opposite view. He maintains that it is the part of a good friend to assist those in need. What is the use of being friends with the good and the great if one is going to get nothing out of it? So, in a certain way, the inferior person is also claiming to deserve more than they're getting. Sometimes they'll even frame it in terms, I'm giving you the opportunity to show what a great guy you are, right? That's not really going to be that appealing. Aristotle also says something in Book 9 that is really central to this, and I think ties all of these things together. He says that disputes in friendships arise when a person does not get what they desire, but instead gets something else. And why is this a problem? Aristotle says to get something else is, in many respects, just as bad as not to get anything at all. It's very frustrating when you do something for somebody and you expect, you know, reasonably something else in return done out of gratitude, done out of reciprocity, and instead they give you something else that you can't really use or that, you know, perhaps they would like but you don't particularly like. And Aristotle is going to say in discussion of all these things, who is the person who measures? Who is the person who determines what the value of what's given is? It's the receiver not the giver who decides. And so the giver should have that in mind. If you want to maintain a friendship, and there's all different kinds of friendship as we've seen here, you actually have to give people what it is that they desire. Otherwise, they're going to complain. They're going to get into arguments with you, or they're just going to say, screw this, I'm, I'm not going to have this sort of friendship. I don't need this, as we say. I don't need the drama. I don't need the headache. There's kind of a trade-off there. Aristotle thinks this is very reasonable. So we should try to give friends, if we're going to be friends with them, and we want to stay friends with them, we don't want the friendship to break down, we should try to figure out what it is that they actually desire. This is, in fact, part of what it means to will or wish good to the other people, which is inherent in the very definition of friendship, according to Aristotle. If you're only wishing good to your friend in terms of how your friend resembles you, and buying them the sorts of presents that you enjoy, but they don't enjoy, you're a bad friend and you should probably expect the relationship to break down. So those are all very important considerations in thinking about how friendships do in fact break down, weaken, dissolve over time, and perhaps how we can avoid that happening. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. 
You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.